about that. Ah, nice clearing of the throat. Yeah, there's a bit of COVID up there, so I've joined the club. Yeah, finally one of the cool kids. Finally one of the cool kids. It's uh, it's not exactly something you want, but no different to... Storming in a teacup. The flu. Oh, you, yeah. It's a lot different from the flu. Um, I've had the flu. I, what I had was the same as the flu, so... Really? I had the flu a couple of years ago. Made me realise I'd never had the flu before. <laughs> I had it, yeah, about, oh, I about five years ago. And it was just sweat city. It's not a it's not a good day to be a bed sheet, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I sweated one night. The, the first night, I was like, fuck yeah, you really do get the sweats. I'm really sweating. The next night, I was like, oh, no, I, I hadn't even started sweating until tonight. And it, I went through five bed sheets. Like, it just... And that wasn't from a wank. That was from the sweat. So it was absolutely... My first night, I... Uh, Shit. The third time I went to change the sheets, I was like, ah, oh, stuff this. I'm just going to put a, a rug on the couch and I'll I'll just sleep on the couch. Oh, I, I peeled off the, the sheet and then the underlay because that was drenched. And I was like... Went to the cupboard, got five towels, just lay them out and went, fuck it. <laughs> just lay there. But then I was shivering like, hell, fuck, too. So I put the quilt back on me. I was like, oh, I can't fucking win. It's not nice, but yeah. I've joined the club, so I feel like I'm a part of something now. Anyway, welcome back to society. Well, we would have had an episode last week if it wasn't for the China virus. So, um, yeah, I, it's good to feel a part of something, like a club. I'm like... I don't feel like Lumumba, who didn't feel like a part of a club. I can tell you what fucking club he is a part of. The fuck's sake, I've had enough of your club. Just keeps, keeps popping up. Like, if you're not prepared to sit down and try and resolve it, well, what is, just shut the fuck up. Well, what's, what's your, what is your objective here? Just to keep digging this up, or do you... If you truly believe you want to make a difference, go in there and fucking make the difference then. Yeah. Don't just sit on a on your fucking soapbox announcing every everything five like minutes five that minutes something that's happened. Because in the end, even the media now wh- going when all of a sudden everyone's forgotten about you. Then you go, Oh, hang oh. on, I'm not relevant this Be- week. I better yeah. say something. Better come up again. What about to the f- well the f- we'll get to what he discussed about the we'll get to his recordings because they've dropped early on tonight on Twitter, which we've had a bit of a listen to, which will play to you. Can, uh, you can make up your own minds. But the the other thing that dropped last night, they said about a porno image. Yeah, no. Something about a, a picture that um, we, a, come, we come... In a team meeting. In a team meeting. Team meeting or uh, something. That they come together. Like, we need to come together, as in, like... And they had a picture of some chick with five guys putting kids on her face, like... Um, well, well, that is weird, but um, well, what's the point of that one's easy to resolve at the time? Just go. No, no one was confirming or denying the story. But no, no, what I'm saying, that one's easy to fix at the time. Just go. That's fucking stupid. Like if if you've got a problem with it, don't have a problem with it. How many years down the track? Maybe he did bring it up, I don't know. But it could be to the point where they were like, this is just one of 98,000 that he's, he's still whinging about. But, but there were, 
In saying that, there were valid things, not valid things, but there are there were things that he was making a stand for, which you can say, yeah, like obviously there was some sort of cultural issue at Collingwood. Um, he's brought it to a head. He went on um, three sixty, and uh, as he doesn't like being called, threw Eddie under the bus. Call it what you will, but why? What do you? What is your objective now? Then you brought that up at the time. You wanted to make change. They wanted you to. Now be he wants the AFL and Collingwood Footy Club sponsors to make a stand. So what? You just want to bankrupt the Collingwood Footy Club? Like, what like is that? If you if you're so fucking um, obsessed with changing Collingwood or changing the AFL. Then do it. Like, or, th- or do you just want to? Ca- or do yeah. you just want to cancel cancel them? Yeah. What? What exactly? Do you want to? Are you just wanting to go right? Let's delete Collingwood out of the AFL because that ain't going to fucking happen. Mm. Oh, I want to get Nathan Buckley sacks. Not going to happen either. Yeah, because because he's already gone. He's not there anymore. Yeah. So and and the thing is, no one can answer these questions because the guy is just that different of a person. This is the same guy that wanted time away. To mourn the death of Muhammad Ali. Never met the bloke. Oh. I thought he must have been his neighbour or something. It wanted to mourn the death of Muhammad Ali and it was it was it was something he, he had to go away and, and mourn. Fuck off. Like eek. Am I uh, you know what I should have had time off work when uh, when the drummer from Foo Fighters died because I like the Foo Fighters. And it I should have had time off work. You didn't have any that. time off? No, I didn't. Oh. Did you? No. No, I didn't. I never met him, but I liked him. Yeah, but you could have I, mourned his death. I, I liked him and admired him, so should have to. Can you imagine that ring up? Um, can't come to work this week. Oh, really? I've had, I've had a, <laughs> there's been a death. Oh, shit. Oh, my God. Is everything all right? Is it family? Taylor, 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 Taylor Hawkins? The drummer of my favourite band. How much, that's how much for a van you are. Sorry, what are you saying? You're not coming to work because the drummer died. Yeah, I need to mourn. No worries. What would the response be? It's like, oh, you know, front man, fair enough, but drummer, come on. It's not Dave Grohl. <laughs> you say that, did you see they released his toxicologies from that death? Uh, I hadn't seen that. He had more drugs in him than a... Uh, Oh, wasn't good. It was, uh, yeah. I think he had coke. He had hammer. Well, I didn't realize there's another word for heroin, like a real technical term. Opioid? No, no, it was like some big long one. I was like, oh, what drug's that? Google. Oh, (laughs) smack. (laughs) (laughs) That's what it is. So yeah, he had a he had a fair bit in his system. So probably don't. Probably don't do that shit, wouldn't you? When it came out, where what city he was in the hotel room, it was like, oh, oof. he oh. didn't get hit by a truck, did he? <laughs> I said to you, I said they found him in a hotel room in Colombia. Oh, I guess he died of gastro. <laughs> <laughs> did he have COVID? No. You're laughing about someone's death. That's yeah, what I know. Yeah. yeah, sorry about that, guys. We <laughs> <laughs> really love Foo Fighters too, but in all seriousness, back to Lumumba. Um, have you got the audio? Yes. You have? 
All righty. So this is the audio which uh, H published on Twitter. So uh, you can all have a listen to the first one. If you cannot, uh, if you can sit there and not hear the edited parts of it, you must be deaf. But go away, Danny. Intentionally or unintentionally, I've been unfairly treated in this workplace. I have been. One thing that you know I've found really hard, like, as I said, is how I've been controlled in this environment. Like my opinion, my opinion has been suppressed. Whenever I give, you, you asked me, you even said yourself, Nathan, you said, be more demanding, even of our coaches. You gave me the green light. So what do I do? I take that green light and then I get hit down for it in every way. You know, I said to you that, I even came to you, I said, mate, I would sign a contract here taking yeah, some And yeah, let me explain. I said to you that I would... No, that makes sense. No, no, I'll, I'll explain it again so you so you can remember. No, I can remember, mate. I'll, no, I'll, 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 I'll explain, mate. Right, mate. I don't want to hear it. I don't need to hear what you're going to say, mate. You know, and unfortunately, say. like, that's how I feel within this whole organisation. Within the, I know you and, 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 yeah. And you know what I've worked out? Is that what? no matter how much time and energy that people spend with you, they might not get, they might not live up to your standards. They might not get to what you want them to be or what you want it to be. And so sometimes it's better just to say, okay, well, if we're not going to get there, let's go and spend some time with some people that are actually make some progress and that want to be involved in this place. Mm. Um, He's been really passionate about Sorry, the, the, of the technical difficulties game. here. <laughs> That first, that's obviously one of the two audios you released. Um, yeah. The thing you can sit there when, he, when he's saying, I want to I wanna say this, and, and Bucks is going, no, but I've heard it, I've heard yeah. it. He kept wanting no, to you say don't, it. No, you don't remember what I said. Yeah, I do yeah, remember I what you said. And he kept saying it because he knew he was because recording Because he was recording it. And he now, I'm no, um, I'm no legal guru, but is it not against the law to record... Someone in an interview without their knowledge or consent? Um, according to Jared Whateley to Norton 360. Yeah. Oh, really? He said it? He said every year he sits in on the the Fox footy and SEN uh, legals at the start of the year and it's if you want to record something, you need permission of the other person. And then to publish it, yeah. which he is... Which, which we're just... No, about to do as well. He's put that on. He's put that on Twitter, so it's it's everywhere now. Everyone's yeah. listened to it. Um, it's it's public now. Yeah. So, um, for him to do that, Bucks will, might be Bucks's chance to have a go back. But that's that's the first one. Do you want to play the second one? Ready? You know the game where Eddie was just he sort of he was getting really passionate about the fixture. Oh, the Carlton game the Carlton game that we played on the Sunday night. Mm-hmm. Now, Eddie was, Eddie was obviously really passionate. And I, and I saw, when he turned his back and left the room, I saw people in from the media department going, oh, fuck, he's going at it again. Oh, I can't. We have to be aligned to one another and stand side by side. If we're going to be a football club. Like, you threw him under the bus. Uh, I, d- I didn't throw much, and we don't, we can't go through that again. I've had this, I've, I've gone through this whole year, and this is, this is part of my issue because you still believe that, 
And that's what hurts me so much, Bucks. And I know you've carried it this whole time. Do you, you know, I, the whole thing comes back to you. Do you actually think about the best interests? Do you think about the best interests of the book? Absolutely. Can I explain why? That, again, because I... You know what, I would go back to the one where you just had it. Yeah, yeah. We obviously do, because that's what you... And I've felt it this whole... For the last 12 months, you think that that's what I did. And you, and you question my intentions for doing that. That's so hard, and, and, and that's why I, I carry so, I've carried so much because I've suffered because of that. I was I was instructed from what happened with Eddie. I was instructed. I, I was told that yeah, you can make a comment. I was told that, and when I did, I was then ostracized for that. Did, that, did, did Ross think you were going to somehow support the club? Tell people you have got two hands because you've become a little bit of a rogue and you, you might call it the issue but you've basically gone on your own not tangents but on your own crusades yeah so that's a, another another one of his apparent many recordings so with that one he's the thing that I find weird not weird because he's obviously trying to do something um, you can hear that on the thing <laughs> The uh, the thing that I'm finding weird is the way he's editing these, and they're either not in order or I don't understand the. Oh, I saw the media team, but that's just opinion. Like, you reckon you saw the media team going, "Oh, fucking Eddie's at it again." Is that what he meant by it? Well, that's what he said. Not him, Eddie. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah like he's at it again. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Um, I, I sure as shit I'm not going to defend Eddie because <laughs> the amount of times the guy's managed to fuck up on air and say the things he said astonishes me anyway. But I think the issue... For, a, for an absolute elite media performer. Oh, yeah. Like, like, like you can't question he got, he, he was his level. He was a journalist before he was a, any businessman. Yeah. And for him to say those things... On TV, in front of people, all on the radio, time. and and in in a way I agree with Lamont, but to continually get away with it too was astounding. But um, Lamont, there he's like Buck said. Well, there's two. Sorry, I'll take two things out. Of the first thing is the media manager saying, "Yeah, you should say something, Harry," and just assuming not Harry. Sorry, Haritia. How do you say Haritia? Haritia. For the media manager and their media department to assume that he was going to come out and support um, uh, fucking Eddie, <laughs> like, oh, that's stupid on your part. Surely you'd think and ask first, what's your opinion on this if you're going to go out there and make comment and we'll give you the okay to make comment. Maybe find out where he sits first because <laughs> you put a guy out there who's quite vocal in the first place. Uh, who said he didn't though? They didn't. Well, then in that in that in that discussion no, there, they said Buckley oh, does does uh, use the term rogue at one point. Rogue, yeah. Um, so, so who said they didn't actually go right? Uh, watch your play on this. And then he's gone. Down. He said one thing, and then then on air he said another. But yeah. that's speculation. Well, it's a, it's just another chapter in the. Uh, Lamu- One of his Lamu- tweets. V, uh, v Bucks. His, he, the th- 
the ninth of his ten tweets today. Like Buckley can talk all he likes about multiple truths. I've always presented facts. Everything I've said to date is accurate because it's based on the multi a multitude of recordings I have accumulated over the last ten years to protect myself, my reputation, and my legal interests. It's like, well, you know, they're. Would that be inadmissible in court since they're recordings that he made? No, yeah. Well, but I don't know the legal system. Um, Buckley actually replied to that tweet. Did he? Yep. This tonight? Uh, yeah, four hours ago. Um, and facts. Question mark, question mark, question mark. You asked to be removed from the leadership group and you asked to be traded from the club. The club simply facilitated your requests. There's, a, there's so much more to this, I reckon. And the first tweet, the first of his ten tweets, I probably should have done these in order rather than starting on nine and going back to one. Are you going to go through all of them? No, I'll just do these ones because Buckley, Buckley commented on these two or replied to these two. Far away denial. Uh, I've given Nathan Buckley many years to grow and hopefully tell the truth. Unfortunately, he has used his platform and considerable profile to discredit me, including making insinuations about my mental health and being deliberately misleading about the past. Which Bucks replied, Heritia, I offer you the opportunity to put a full and uncut version of our conversations on public record so as to provide context to our conversations and the support that was provided to you above and beyond, uh, to you above and beyond that which could be reasonably expected in the circumstances. So, well, there you go. So Buckley's, yeah. Buckley's actually played today amazingly well, yes. which doesn't shock me. No, yeah. Well, he's, he's like, well, if you're so, going to play, if you're going to play audio, play the full ones. Yeah, you can't play, just the, play play the lot. Unedited. Unedited. Well, we could talk for hours about uh, Lumumba, but um, we'll be here all night. There's there's some other there's some other things going on in AFL world, believe it or not, between current players and current uh, teams. Like, really? Like coaches having to say, "I'm sorry." Yeah, and, I'm, and, and, I'm and a bit perplexed about this one. Like, really, really. Confused. We are talking about David Noble, obviously. It uh, Ralph somehow leaked. I don't know how he got the info that he apologised to players for going a bit over the board after yeah. the Brisbane loss and a couple of other losses. Now, there's <coughs> two things here. We said a few weeks ago. Sometimes you just have to cop what you're given with the the list that you've taken over. Exactly. Like, I remember saying, Noble, pump the brakes. You can't go. Berating this built together in the last eighteen months list because they're getting they're getting cop belting, fuck. But for a few weeks later to decide yourself, which from all things reported so far, he just went. Ah, I probably went a bit bit far after that Brisbane game. Did he did he do it after, or is it just that the story's broken now, or is he just apologising to him now? I think he apologised. Back then. Yeah, but but he decided, oh, I've gone a bit hard there. Yeah. So or, he... Or did he? We don't know. Well, that's Could what's been... been yeah. that in, in what uh, Ralphie wrote... Uh, was it Ralphie or Sam Edmund? It is Ralphie. Oh, 
um, what Ralphie wrote today, it was that he decided, ah, I've gone a bit hard there, I need to apologise. Jack Zebel came out today and went, well, from my memory, he had nothing to apologise for. Yeah, Zebel is a senior, older player yeah. and is what every player should be. Now, just take it. There's two ways to look at this. There's the um, snowflake can't be told that you're not doing the right thing. A bit like you. Mentality, uh, going to get fucked. Um, <laughs> or there is 20 years ago, 30 years ago, when a coach absolutely fucking berated you. Or physically hit you. Yeah. Um, you just copped it. And you didn't talk about your feelings, whether you were hurt or not. You might have gone off and sulked in the corner for a while. And We'd love to know David Pittman's take and, on this. And, and when, you, when you got out to the car after training and going, oh, that prick, he's done that to me again and rah, rah. But you didn't talk about your feelings back then. Yeah. So does Noble know about it because they're talking about their... They go, I, oh, I've got a oh theory. You, you, you made me uncomfortable. I've got a theory. So there's two. It's not just the snowflake participation award winning kids that can't handle a bake. Do we actually... Does he know about it because, because now you talk about your feelings? Because Maybe. 30 years ago, the bloke... Like, if the fellow that was getting berated didn't like it, he, he might have... Fought the coach. Yeah, exactly. But I've got a theory. I want to know your take on it. Remember when he was talking about getting uh, Greenwood and he said, you can't thank me. you got to thank my wife because she brought it up. She said, we should go, you should go after Greenwood. I reckon he might have gone home and the, lo- ah. and the missus get to your press conference was a bit harsh. Yeah, well, I said this after the game. So and... That's the other thing I don't understand. Was it was it fucked? Was it the uh, was it the press conference or actually (laughs) the bake is actually given? Apparently, gave him a fucking good baking too. Yeah, right. You know what? I I don't see any issue if they if he's going to give him a baking, but you got to have obviously the relationships to do it too. Which um, and it's fine to say you've got the and it's fine to say you've got the uh, relationship with Greenwood. That's a little. A relationship over a number of years, um, but not first or second year players. Yeah, Z- uh, Zebel. Yeah, he's your relationship with him might be new, but he's an older bloke, so so Leaders. yeah, he's probably on the same level thinking as yeah. you because he's an older head. He played a straight bat uh, in his press today. Oh, of course he was. He's always going to. Supporting supporting his coach and supporting his club. I wouldn't think there's too many players that are going to be going. Yeah, I was the one. He, he yeah. Look, when he and po- that's the when, other thing. When he, it's when he's leaked. When he pointed at me and said, "You stupid dumb prick! How did you not fucking mark that? I fucking hate you." Um, yeah, I, I did take it a bit hard. <laughs> no, no one's going to come in the media and go, "Yeah, I, I was a bit, I was a bit hurt by those." But feelings. the fact that it's leaked. And the fact that we call these things leaks, they're not leaks. Oh, every every club's got there's moles feeding the media. Yeah. That's how they how they're getting it. But yeah, but we we brought we brought it up. We sat here three or four weeks ago talking about how Noble, with the way he's p- portraying in the media, 
the games and how they should be playing is just I felt was way off because and there's, you, but there's you two are, things you have a wooden spoon aside. You yeah, can't but there's two things. The the fact that it's now in the media when clearly the apology wasn't today or yesterday. Yeah. Like it's like yeah, but it's resolved. Why has it come out? I took it on myself to apologise because I had to think about it or or as your theory states. His missus went, oh, come on, David. You're better, than, you're better than that. Dale, those kids need a hug, not a hit. You need oh, to apologise. They need a hug, not a hit. Look at you. And he goes, okay. So, guys, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry for yelling at you. David, too late. We fucking hate you. Be interesting to see where North Melbourne do go from this week because they play... Uh, Are there any other North Melbourne stories today? I don't know, is there? What's Dean Laidley, Danny Laidley done again? No, 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 no. Oh. Number one draft pick. Coming home. He's coming home. Hang on, hang on. Pump the brakes. He's coming home. Pump the brakes. Hopefully not to port. <laughs> <laughs> um, He's still got a year to go because the first contract's a two-year contract. So, yeah. Well, number one, it's smart business from him. Um, And I'd say... Why would you sign now? Uh, that's what amazes me with a lot of these. Well, in saying that, if you're a, if you're a, a good player, right, like Rochelle, he yep. started the season hot, yep. and all of a sudden he does his ACL, and then he fights his way back next year, does his ACL again. Yep. A two-year contract, the club might go fuck. But he'd signed a two-year contract before he played a game. Yeah. Like, two-year extension. Yep. Exactly, we've got him for four. Like so that's but it, it's it is good for a player to get that yeah, yeah, four yeah. or five year um, security. Yeah. So um, I can see why players do it, but if you're a hot commodity, someone like uh, someone like him, he doesn't need to sign. Well, Dacos, I didn't realize a father son contract is four years. Did you know that? No. Yeah. So Dacos signed a four year deal. Well, automatically four, or or they just that's what made read, it for. That's what I read this morning. It's an automatic four year if you're a father son pickup. Yeah, right. So, or whether it's because they had to bid for you, I don't know anymore. But yeah, he's ah. He uh, so maybe if you if you just get selected as father son, but if if you come over the top as a as a bid father son, maybe it's four. Yeah, I'll I'll have to dig in dig in and have a look. But yeah, I was amazed that that's an automatic four year deal. But Horn Francis is going. Not, not enough that you get to to come over the top and and grab the bloke that someone else has picked. And fuck everyone in the draft. But, but you get him. But but you get him for extra extra time as well without anyone oh being mate, able to I, sink I, their teeth in. I him. could sit here and argue the father. I think in modern day professional sport that we are right now, the father son rule should be scrapped completely. Yeah. You know, all this oh, but there's tradition. We need to keep it going. No. It was tradition back in the 70s, 80s and 90s when it wasn't professional and yeah. the amount of money that goes into it. The problem with the father-son rule is you've got three-quarters of the competition that have an absolute monopoly over the rest of the um, the other teams, well, Victorians versus the rest of the league, because <coughs> they've got all their father-son heritage. And, yes, I know there was the stuff where SNFL players could then be... But most of the good SNFL players went over to um, VFL footy anyway. So you lose that. <coughs> Bit of COVID there. So Horn Francis, is he 
Is he going, well, I'm just going to sit tight and sign a big contract for more, and I'm holding out for more money? Oh, I do don't I reckon, come I don't reckon it's got to do with North Melbourne Business. as much as it's got to do with him. Definitely a bit. Uh, but we're, we're talking about it's like it's Horn Francis making this decision. This isn't him. This is him and his management. Yep. Most well, probably his manager. Old saying, Big Brother. Old Ben Big Brother um, saying, hey, let's hold out here. Let's see where they are at the end of the year. See where you are at the end of the year, and we'll go from there. Penny, we don't know a player agent. We could get him on. Oh, I don't know. He'd have to answer. He'd have to answer a text message every now and then. But um, yeah, I mean, Horn Francis. If he comes home, though, what would Adelaide have to give up for him? If he's well, out of contract, hang on. We could do a draft slip again, but you say about. You say, what would Adelaide have to give up? Port Adelaide too. Yeah. Uh, and I would have thought... Especially his old man, well, his stepfather is... I would have thought they're, they're leading the race. You would have thought. Or has Fabian still got a relationship with the Port Adelaide footy club after after the way it ended? When they flicked him off to Freo? Yeah. Maybe not. Then he did his knee before he played a game for, before... Oh, he never played a game for Freo. No, he was their runner because he oh, did his knee training right. before before he took up the list spot. Heck. Well, that would... Uh, so they kept him at the club as a runner. Really? I yeah. Forgot, I forgot about that. <laughs> Do you know another one? That, like, this is weird, but it just brings it up. Remember when Guy McKenna thought he would play in... When he started coaching Gold Coast, thought he'd play in the internal trial and he broke his leg... <laughs> In the first, like, minute of the game? No. Yes. Broke his leg. Outskies. I only recalled it the other week. I was like... <laughs> Got no recollection of that. Well, I'll, I'll show the article later and you'll be like, this is hilarious. Well, not hilarious, but... What, why would a coach who hasn't played in <laughs> 10 years think it'd be wise to get out there and, and play, uh, play with professional men? Speaking of professionals... Um, I don't know if, to me, there's two women right now that are probably more, more hated or frowned upon right now, in the in the world, coming from the media here or from, from an Australian person watching point of view. Uh, th- those two people are Amber Heard and Liz came oh, and, and Liz Cabbage. Um, I'm just gonna uh, really. Try and calm myself here. So it's finally after, what are we, close to 12 months since the Olympics? No, more, uh, less. Nine? What, in August? Nine months, yeah. So the whole reason she was essentially banished from the team and the players said, we don't want to borrow this fucking... Idiot. Idiot. It's finally been revealed what she said in the Nigerian match. And it was... As they said, this is the very PG version. Go back to your third world country. Now, the thing that makes... Against who? Nigeria. In a warm-up game. So it's not even a... Scrimmage. And in In a friendly. The Nigerians went, fuck you. You can get fucked. Uh, And there was a... They call it a brawl. I couldn't imagine how it was. And obviously... The Australian players also said you can get fucked. Well, I've got a couple of things on it, you know. First thing is there was, I believe, one, 
maybe two um, uh, women in the Australian side who were either of Nigerian descent or of African descent and they were absolutely fucking disgusted and angry with it. Secondly, this is a female athlete who has been on the front pages, has been at rallies, completely and utterly saying how racist Australians are, how that uh, black female athletes are, um, are treated in certain ways and just the country's racist and we're all racist. Yep. She has the fucking audacity and the nerve to then say to a Nigerian player, go back to your third world country. <laughs> I don't know about but that. I'll but that is fucking racism, is it I, not? I know you, I know you said uh, you're going to try and calm yourself down to say this. I'm going to give you some information that I think you don't know yet. What? You do realise what her black heritage is, don't you? She was born in the UK, born in London, I think. Her father is Nigerian. Oh, get fucked. Are you fucking <laughs> kidding me? <laughs> you didn't know that? No! <laughs> She's actually... Her black heritage is actually Nigerian. And she said, so, go back to your third world so did, country. But, but does that make it, does that make it, does that mean she's allowed to no. be racist to them about their third world country? No. Because she's from, her dad's actually from there? No. Right. I can't believe that. Father's Nigerian. That's fucking disgusting. That is fucked. She was born on August the 18th, 1991 in London to a Nigerian father and Australian mother. And her parents separated when she was three months old. Did you... And she moved to Australia. Did you watch the Outsiders interview with the, the, with the former uh, Australian captain? Who was General Hare. Yeah. Um, I didn't see it, and I tried to uh, look for it today, but I didn't well, know. I'll, I'll but I didn't I'll know where. I'll play it to you later on because I watched it. And when they started talking about her, you could instantly see the tension on her face that she wanted to just go. I hate this bitch. I'm not even talking about this. And bitch. that's what she said. She, they started talking about. It. She said, "We shouldn't even be talking about her. We should be talking about the Australian girl that actually was a on the bench and came on and played that well that she played the rest of the game. I, that's who we should be talking about, not about her. And that's when uh, old mate Kelly um, Underwood came on and said, well, we are going to talk about her because this is what uh, she said about Australia uh, and how she wasn't protected. Now, can you imagine... You're, you got a bunch of women who are trying to prepare for the Olympics going away and you have this fucking sideshow in, in Cabbage causing who, all sorts of issues who's out fucking uh, partying in Las Vegas anyway. Who is clearly a pretty good basketballer. Obviously. You're about to go into a tournament where she's going to be pretty handy for you and you go, no, I'd rather go without her. And then there was a, one of the basketball report journals was saying, oh, it's just so sad that you've got a country that goes, we don't want you, and you've got a player that goes, I don't want you. I think that's not good. No, that's how bad it is that they go, this bird is that fucking cancerous. Yeah. We don't give a fuck if we don't meddle. We can't have her on our side. 
and Gazy went out and went and to we're town not and we're not standing for it. And Gazy was uh, didn't hold back on what he was saying. He said I was involved with the Australian Olympic team. Chef de mission, wasn't he? Yeah, he, he's like I've been involved in a basketball Australia and trying to accommodate and deal with her. And he was for her to say that she was unprotected, this and that. Well, why do you have to? Why do you have to be protected? You, you think you can go You're a fucking lunatic? Or is it the fact that you went and did something and everyone went, nah, fuck you, you can't do that, you can't say that, and all of a sudden you're like, oh, you're against me. Not once have you ever thought, maybe I fucked up. So yeah. And we are against you because of your actions. So, cabbage, good riddance, go, go play for America at the Olympics, who gives a fuck? Or, there was... How's our only fans going? I don't know, I wouldn't even uh, have thought... She's got no OnlyFans, has she? Yeah, I'm pretty sure she has. I love a sus. Um, I, I, I just can't see how... that She will never play for Australia, and I don't think that's any secret. And the, the Australian women are like, yeah, no, she ain't playing for us. And I don't think she'll be playing for Nigeria. <laughs> I wouldn't have thought so, but... What's the irony in that? Maybe the UK uh, could give her a go. Since so she was born in London. Can anyone can have a Oh, sorry, England. Sorry. What I find weird is um, that article that she was in the the New York Times that they did, apparently they love her over there. She's either pulled the wool over, she's she's put on a... Do you know actually what I want to hear? We'd love to hear from any teammates that she had in the Las Vegas side that she was at before she's gone to LA. A few of them were like, "Mm, it's all good now. Something will piss you off soon. She'll fuck you something. She'll... She'll do something that she'll cripple your team. So, so what? She's at the Sparks now. Spark, yeah, LA Spark. Yeah, right. So she's she was at, she played for the there was a Las Vegas team. Aces, Aces. So she played for them leading up to the Olympics, and I assume after the Olympics when they had their season. Yeah. So a lot of there's a lot of people. Geez, do you reckon Andrew Bogut was just sitting there going, "Told you." Told you. I, I, for one, when I heard that, I was astounded with what she said. I thought maybe she said something like, yeah, fucking lesbian or... I don't know. Something that obviously w- would affect a woman of that stuff, uh, of that yeah. type of thing in a game. But to, to, to say to someone, go back to your third world country... In a scratchy. In a scratchy. When you are of Nigerian descent, which I've recently found out... I find staggering. Because when I found out that it was against <laughs> Nigeria, and I'm like, hang on, I'm sure she's actually from an African, like, like her, one of her parents was African. And sure yeah. enough. Can you imagine that in a, in a professional sporting uh, environment. You're from Nigeria, and uh, the African nations in any sport are very proud. They're very proud of their country, where they come from, how they've... Yeah. They've risen up and, and, and come from... A lot of people have come from poverty. they come from war. And absolute poverty. And absolute, and absolute third yeah, world. Like, third world. Like, like, they are. Genuine third world. And then you, you righteous bitch, who was born in the UK to an Australian mother and a, a Nigerian dad who got out of there, have the fucking... Uh, because you think you're an influencer. Yeah, but you, you think that you can say something about how oh, you guys are poverty. You're... Your third world type people. No, fuck off. Cause yeah. Just because your dad was one of the lucky ones who got out. Exactly. 
Like, so, yeah. Liz, fuck off. Let's get into some more happy stuff. Jeez, there's not much happy stuff on this list, mate. Oh, I think the the demon, the D's finally kicked out of second gear into oh, third gear. And Petraka. Jeez. Wh- Can you tell me how? When? How I didn't name him captain? No, I can't tell you how. Can you tell me how Langdon gets 39, Track gets 38, um, Clayton gets 38, and who else got in the 30s? And four players get 30 touches. How does that happen? Oh, Brayshaw. Brayshaw, 37 touches. <coughs> what about the kid that's never ever going to play in a loss in his entire career? What are this? Oh, we don't tag players. Yeah? You don't fucking go close to winning then. <laughs> How can you not try but, to stop one of them? But the thing is, is there a point in tagging a Melbourne player? Well... I don't know. You, oh, you, ju- you just listed all those blokes that had high 30s. All right, let's, let's not say tag. Man up on? <laughs> Stand next to it a ball up? Follow for five minutes? I can't understand how four guys can have 130 posies and they're the four most damaging blokes, essentially, with, with footy in hand. So the Ds are just kicking out of gear now and they're going to they're gonna go over to West Coast and face... A pretty depleted club at the moment. Uh, you, you've called them idiots. I, I think we had a little bit of a stash. That was that was the L- clean version. A little bit of a stash yesterday because I think it's a bit heavy-handed that they've been fined. Fucking heavy-handed. <laughs> Go and get fucked. <laughs> when are we, when are we going to realise that these blokes? Sorry, that was are funny. fucking meant to be adults. What what was the message that you hit me with yesterday morning? What? What did I hit you with? No, you messaged me going, it's now gone from two to seven. And I think I said, oh, yeah, it's a bit blown out of proportion or something. And I said, "There's every, everyone everyone else in the country can go out to nightclubs, but... Oh, fucking boo fucking who, Scott? <laughs> Get over it. They're getting belted anyway. Yeah. But and and now Yippie Io he's now he's got COVID protocols. Who? So that fat bar Elliot Yo, that fat bastard, he's out now. <laughs> that fat like like you've got no blokes to fucking pick, and you three uh, seven selfish pieces of shit just like oh let's go out and pick up a route. So, but how's it so? They're allowed to go to pubs and stuff. They're allowed to go out. They just can't go to nightclubs. Well, what's the point of that then? Just fucking rule it all out. Oh, don't rule any out. No, hang on, hang on, Snowflake. Oh, but you have to allow them to live their lives. Yeah, you do. Yeah. yeah. And how how was the... Like they, so they didn't feel the waffle side. They had blokes. They so had not feel the waffle side. They did not feel the waffle side. They only had 21 fucking blokes that they could pick. <laughs> in all sorts. They had one bloke in their side, uh, out of their side, that wasn't under health and safety protocols. The one that they dropped. <laughs> yeah, but they brought in a, they uh, one of the top ups. They brought in. They needed small blokes, and and it was Dixon, their their backup ruckman. So he was one of the seven fuckwits. I reckon that's why they didn't they didn't pick him. Yeah. Well. That you get a second chance at a club and you manage to fuck it up like that. 
I just can't believe what like, it's bad enough you defending them. Paul Mark, the Players Association. Ah, uh, no, you didn't see the best one. Pavlich. Oh, oh I man. heard that this afternoon. Pavlich had a fair whack at West Coast Country. <laughs> oh. Fucking hypocrites. Why, why, why are you doing it now? Why didn't you do it when you were winning? <laughs> Pav, but Pav being a Frio person, he just yeah. loves a free whack. It's like Cane Corns having a whack at the Crows. Yeah. Speaking of Cane Corns. No, hang on, I, hang no. on. No, no, I'm not finished. Okay. Okay, I'm then. Um, Cane Corns, at the start of the year when we were going through who's going to win your spoon, I distinctively remember me going, Cane Corns reckons he's West, I said he's picked West Coast for the spoon. Go, okay, they may not have a good year, they may not make finals, but they're not going to win the fucking spoon. Kane, I'll call you a Nostra. <laughs> Nostradamus. Nostradamus. There's no one else picked him for the spoon, but he was bang on. Yeah. And he's been bang on saying Simpson is not the man to coach him. He, he said he's he's not the man for a rebuild. He keeps banging on about it. David King was saying that this morning on the radio, allegedly. He changed his, he changed his tune from a week ago, though. Yeah. yeah he's the man. He's the man. Oh, no, he's not the man. And he's he's good mates with... Is Kingy mates with anyone he played with? Wouldn't have thought so. <laughs> he might be an associate. Um, yeah, so... Well, this is... A, with West Coast, all the shit that's going on with West Coast, um, how they're not fielding sides, and there's Ruckman down everywhere. We've been talking about it for a while, you and me, and probably other people, other punters in other pubs, but we talk about this mid-season draft. I There's one thing I would love more. It's the mid-season trades. Well, I for one... But not just trade permanently. No. Nah. I would love to see a loan. End of season loan. I'd love to see loans. Like, yeah, in the Premier League, when you loan a player out to someone, they come back a year, a year later. There's clubs with two or three Ruckman on their list who are playing VFL, can't get a game, handy. Best example is the young Adelaide Strawn. Kieran Strawn. Has to come in this week, surely. We'll get to that. Okay. Strawny, right? He's getting 55 hit-outs with 25 possessions. Now, you've got... Uh, I think he had 60-something this week. You got Collingwood, who are decimated. They've, they've got a kid rucking, and they got Jordan Ruffhead, who is a defender forward now. Pinchy. Go, right, we will take Strawn as a loan for the rest of the year. You will get a financial benefit of... X. X amount, and uh, we'll pay his contract, plus we'll pay you your loan fee. So clubs, there's players who are not sitting in state competitions... Just fading away. I think the they player, could be the player the needs to be financially compensated oh, as well. Oh, definitely. So yeah. We'll pay a contract and we'll pay you a... Con- a contract lo- a plus a percentage. Plus, a, plus a, another 100 grand on top. Yep. Something like that. Um, or, or a percentage, <laughs> just a percentage of his contract. It, it, a set it, percentage. Not only that, not only does it A, help the players, it helps the brand of footy in general itself. Because all of a sudden, you've got teams which are missing players due to injury... They can bring in other players to replenish that without having to trade for an entire uh, wait for the entire end of season or or pick a kid up in the mid season draft that's not going to uh, not really going to be there maybe in two or three years time or, or or eighteen months time. There's a lot of players who are getting picked up in the pre season draft and they're gone twelve months later. So I reckon bring in the mid season trades and loan period something to have a look at, eh? Well, 
me not being, you know, I'm not a great SNFL fan. I, I don't dislike the SNFL, but I, I'm an AFL supporter rather than an SNFL supporter. I'm a football supporter. But yeah, good on you. Um, uh, when the draft, mid-season draft came in, I'm like, we've got this all wrong. How can you deplete a, a, state a state league club that's gone out, recruited that bloke? Like, like the, how many times have the Panthers uh, lost, loser, uh, loser lost watch his face? Every five minutes. Brooksby's come and gone for the 78th time. Guess what? You wouldn't believe it. It's going to happen again. But I'm pretty sure he's got a contract, which he can't. But he signed a specific contract saying that he can't join an AFL club at a mid-season draft. How well that holds up, fuck knows, because it's restraint of trade. It's not restraint of trade if you signed it. Yeah. But that, but like, like you're saying, though, do you know who one of the worst clubs hit by it? It was Westies. Like they had Will Snelling, yeah. Noble. Knacker um, bags at the... Uh, oh, no, that was different. They had another couple go last year. Yeah. Um, well, this is a club that was down the bottom and they're trying to bring in guys and, and they're just losing them for nothing. Yeah. And they get nothing in return. Well, what, what, is it, what does the next NFL club get when they've just had their two best players plucked from them mid-season? I assume they get a financial compensation like they do when a player gets drafted in the national draft. It'd be good if we had a... Our agent that could tell us, fucking tell us. Anyway, we'll get to that one day. But um, yeah, I, I think a mid-season trade period or, or a loan loan market type thing uh, would uh, be the, huge. The trade period makes it work. Like, well, I think it works better than better than the draft. Well, not even a trade. Do do six month trades or, yeah, loan, loan. or just loans? Loan. End loan. of season. Yeah. Rest of season loan. Because that's why people go, I'm not going to trade this guy to Collingwood because they really need a right one. Because oh, I've recruited him for a reason. And then I'm people would say, oh, years. but what if that player gets in? Well, well there's, there's well, things to cover well, don't, that. That's, don't, don't loan him. But there's things to, to cover that. That's how they do it in all other sporting worlds around the world. Yeah, but right? don't loan if If you're worried about him getting injured, don't loan him. Mm. Like, if you agree to him to go, he gets injured, well, he's back on your list next year. I don't think it'll ever happen, but it's a good good little thing. We, we, we're running out of time. We, we're hitting our um, magical hour mark. But there's a there's there's something that fucked me off this week, and I reckon you saw it too. Can you tell me how Mansell, even though, <coughs> even though he hit old Ginger Gullivan's... Gingivitis. Gingivitis, Gillivan's troubles... <coughs> Um, how did Mansell only get one week? Uh, absolute disgrace. Now, the reason why I say this is... What, what shits me about the whole thing, he, he's hit him once. And then he's gone for another crack. Yet, yet I can accidentally bump someone and make contact with the head. And get two weeks. And get two weeks, three weeks, whoever knows how many weeks. No, yeah, this bloke deliberately did an, <laughs> did an action that... It's, it's not within the rules. Mm. He physically attempted to assault someone and it's, it's like... It's, oh. it's striking at the, at the worst point. Now, the reason why I bring it up and I thought it should have been three or four weeks and people think I'm dramatic, but this is why. 
I thought two minimum. In, in MMA and, and UFC, which you hate, you cannot strike to the back of the head. 100% you strike to the back of the head. Because it's the softest part of the skull where the spine meets the... It's the worst part to hit because you yeah. can kill someone, you can uh, make them a quadriplegic instantly from a hit to that spot. The AFL has vision of Mansell smashing him with full force, the elbow. The elbow is the hardest fucking bone in the body. They, that's the, the bone they used to slash faces in, in Muay Thai because it's so strong. He's hitting with that to the softest part of the skull at the back of the head. And the AFL goes, yeah, not a good look one week. Fuck off. You are weak as piss. You are pathetic. I thought the head was sacrosanct. Exactly. You, you will fucking rub someone out for two weeks for a bump. Actually, sorry, you'll put a kid to the tribunal when he didn't even make contact with a head in a bump. Yeah. And you wanted to give him a week. You got a fucking thug. Week is piss. You got this week is piss guy hit him in the back of the head with an elbow and you let that go for one week. Bullshit. It's been a bit of an angry day today. I'm, tell you what, I'm glad we. Uh, glad, what one did we disagree on? We disagreed on one of them. On oh, the West Coast, I'm glad we disagreed on that because once again we've agreed on most things. It's because we're the two smartest football people on earth. Because you know what? Uh, we say it how it should uh, be. That's not my words. Without a filter. Ladies and gentlemen, I hope you've enjoyed this. <laughs> we've, we, we've enjoyed doing it. It's good to be back. Uh, sorry about the coughs. Sorry about the spluttering. But uh, another thing we'd like to probably announce, and if you... <coughs> have, I'm sorry, I can't <laughs> get through with that cough. Uh, if you have uh, if you have got all this way to the end of it, uh, we will be releasing all episodes now at a more regular time. So Wednesday mornings, you'll get your fix. Recording every Tuesday, as long as no one gets COVID again. So I'm not getting COVID again. Well, I'm, I, hopefully I don't get it any time soon again. But uh, no, no, no more COVID to the season of the publican. But every Wednesday morning is going to be a regular time slot to get your fix. Give us a bit of feedback too if you want. If you agreed with it, comment. If you didn't, oh, fucking comment because we'll have a go back too. <laughs> anyway, people, enjoy and uh, another week of footy coming up. Thanks, Lukey. Excited. Welcome, welcome back to uh, civilization too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus, he's gone again. <laughs> oh, this is a disaster. <laughs> <laughs>